الحمد لله الحمد لله وكفى والصلاة والسلام على عباده الذين اصطفى أما بعد فاعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إن الذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات أولئك هم خير البرية وقال تعالى في مقام آخر والذين آمنوا وعملوا الصالحات ليستخلفنهم في الأرض وقال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الصلاة عماد الدين من أقامها فقد أقام الدين ومن هدمها فقد هدم الدين وكما قال النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وسبت العلماء الكرام This ayat of the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala declares that inna alladheena amanu wa amilu salihat those who have iman those who believe they bring iman and wa amilu salihat they do a'mal salihat then they are the best of the creation and then further in the ayat Allah Ta'ala, the next ayat Allah Ta'ala describes what they will get in return. جَنَّاتٌ تَجْرِي مِنْ تَحْتِ الْنْهَارُ خَالِدِينَ فِيهَا أَبَدًا That the everlasting bounties of Jannat, the palaces of Jannat beneath which rivers will flow. And then in other ayats of the Qur'an Sharif, all the other various ni'mats of Jannat that have been described. So who will get this? those who have iman and a'mal salihah so a person who has these two things his akhirat is made and on these same two things even dunya is made in another ayat Allah Ta'ala says وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَعَمِلُوا الصَّالِحَاتِ لَيَسْتَخْلِفَنَّهُمْ فِي الْأَرْضِ كَمَا اسْتَخْلِفَ الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِهِمْ those who have iman and a'mal salihah Allah Ta'ala will give them dominion on the earth. They will have the kingdom of the earth. So a person or people who bring this in their lives, their dunya is made also, their akhirat is made also. So the two things that are mentioned, one is Iman. Iman, everybody is familiar with what is Iman all about. That whatever Rasulullah brought from Allah Ta'ala to entirely and wholeheartedly accept it. This is the crux of it. This is the definition of Iman. To totally accept and affirm everything that Nabi Islam has brought from Allah Ta'ala. So in this is the Tawheed of Allah Ta'ala, the Risalat of Rasulullah the entire Quran Sharif and everything that the Prophet gave us from Allah Ta'ala. So Iman we are aware of, this refers to the beliefs and the aqaid in the heart. The question is, what is this amal saliha amal saliha the translation of amal saliha is righteous actions. Literally, this is what it is, righteous actions. A person is performing salah, that is a righteous action. 
He's paying his zakat. That is amal salih also. That is a good action also. His hajj is amal salih. What a great action. The person who goes for hajj. Man hajja walam yarfuz walam yafsuq. Raja'aka yawmi waladathu ummu. Person who performs hajj in such a way that he doesn't commit any lewd act. He doesn't do anything that is indecent. And neither does he commit any sin of any other sort. Then he comes back after having performed that hajj like the day he was born. What a great amal salih That is amal salih The person is making tilawat of the Quran Sharif. That is amal salih person is making zikr. That is amal salih person is helping some poor person. Helping some person to do something. Who is not managing to do it. And there is a never ending list of amal salih all these amal salihah so if a person is generally this is what happens alhamdulillah imam Allah's fazal we have it with his grace with his mercy and then together with imam somebody is also performing his salah five times a day then he is already feeling that I am a very very good person already my dunya is made already and akhirat will be made and together with that if he is also fulfilling some other optional things he's making tilawat of the Quran Sharif daily he's making some zikr daily so now he starts feeling that I am already on some higher rank on the heavens and indeed these are all very very great amal <coughs> when a person has mashallah the sunnah attire excellent every sunnah of Rasulullah is filled with noor and each sunnah has its own noor. The noor that will be gained from one sunnah is not something that will be substituted by something else. Each one has its own thing. Now, sometimes a person says, well, I did these things, so if I left some things out, so what? But that policy we don't use on the dastakhan. <laughs> that policy is not applied when a person sits to eat, now there's some occasion, some function, now everything is all laid out. There's a ten cause laid out in front of him. So he sees ten cause, now what's the need to eat ten things? Two things also will fill my need. So that, just let me eat two things only. In fact, two things, one thing will suffice too. But there he doesn't use that policy. There he also at least tastes everything a little bit. At least have some taste, I don't know when he'll come back. So on the Dastar Khan and when he's sitting to eat, then the policy is you must benefit from everything here. Don't leave everything, anything out. Yet when it comes to the amal of deen, to the sunnats of Rasulullah well I'm doing so many things, so if I leave some things out, so it's no great big deal about it. Why? Sometimes if you do some things, it's okay, you don't do it too, it's not okay, it's not a problem. So that policy is not the way that we, one is person acknowledges it's my weakness I should be doing this also but it's my weakness I'm not doing it so that is a different issue but to dismiss it no it's not serious now it's not a big thing that is a dangerous attitude so in any case now a person is adopting the sunnah attire mashallah it's a very great thing so now he feels that I have now ascended some even higher levels and indeed these things take a person forward but is this what is referred to as amal salih in these ayat of the Quran Sharif? 
So this is the question. And why is this the question? And if a person has Iman, Alhamdulillah, and together with Iman, he's doing all these righteous actions. He's performing his Salah, he's fasting in the month of Ramadan, his Zakat, if he's liable for it, he's paid it. He's performed his Hajj, and every day he's making Tilawat of the Quran Sharif, and every day he's making Zikr of Allah Ta'ala. Alhamdulillah, Summa Alhamdulillah. And all these things are to be done, and the more the better. But, does it all end with this? Does it all end with together with these things, helping the poor, spending in charity, taking care of people's needs? Alhamdulillah, all these are excellent things. But does it end with this? Often when a person is in these kind of amal, but the aspect of tazkiyah has not been achieved. So then what becomes the case? His mind also doesn't go to the wrongs that he's involved in and he still believes himself to be a super A Muslim. Now when he will speak some flowery language, all kinds of vulgar languages, it won't even occur to him that I've really harmed myself, I have really degenerated, this is something that has dropped me so far back. I'm still a very good Muslim, I performed my salah, made zikr this morning also, I read one para of the Quran Sharif, Alhamdulillah, Thumma Alhamdulillah. And who can ever for one moment even imagine how great these amal are. But the amal is saliha which these promises have been made. That together with Iman, a person has amal is saliha in his life. Then his dunya is made also. And his akhirat is made as well. This is that amal saliha that is this the meaning of amal saliha which in another way can be explained as dawam-e ta'at. Dawam-e ta'at, that a person is continuously in the obedience of Allah. This is amal saliha that is being referred to on which the promises of Allah are being made. Just as it is a amal salih to perform salah, it is a amal salih to crush the temptation to commit haram. Just as it is amal salih to pay zakat, it is amal salih to consciously refrain from gambling. Just as it is amal salih to make zikr, it is amal salih to restrain oneself consciously from swearing, from using vulgar languages. Just as it is amal salih to meditate upon the ni'mats of Allah ta'ala and the various signs of Allah ta'ala. It is amal salih to keep the heart clean of all kinds of filthy thoughts. So amal salih is a very comprehensive thing. It's not something that pertains to one aspect only. Pertains to everything combined. That is the amal asali on which the promise of Allah Ta'ala. Dawam ta'at. Now dawam ta'at, we said continuously being in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. So then, the question may come that this is something that we will have to become angels. Angels are those who never ever commit any sin. They cannot commit sin. They never disobey Allah. 
Where would influence be insan? So where this dawamitaat comes from? So the dawamitaat is simply this that a person makes every effort to continuously remain in the obedience of Allah Ta'ala. And perchance, if he slips somewhere, like a person, sometimes a person is very, very conscious, careful, and he makes every effort to all the time remain in a state of wudu, which is a very great thing. Wudu is the weapon of a mu'min. So now he's all the time making an effort to remain with wudu. So now he's referred to as somebody who's perpetually wudu. Does it mean his wudu never breaks? His wudu breaks also. He's a human being. But whenever his wudu breaks, he immediately renews the wudu. So he is now regarded as perpetually wudu. So a person by chance that taqwa broke, he sincerely immediately makes the wudu of the heart. By making toba, istighfar, crying to Allah wa ta'ala, and just as the water of the wudu washes off the sins, likewise the water of the eyes, crying in the fear of Allah wa ta'ala, and in toba and repentance, that washes the heart. But when will this consciousness come? This consciousness comes when that tazkiyah and islah has been made. Without that, then a person will do some amal and still feel, I have achieved everything. Nothing more left for me to do. But when that tazkiyah has been done, when a person has purified his nafs, when he has purified their heart, now there will be something else even in those amal that is performing. Otherwise, those amal are also in a very dangerous situation. In the hadith, Nabi Islam says, Man person who performs salah to show somebody. In one hadith it stated that it is more severe than the appearance of Dajjal. That a person is performing salah and then suddenly he is conscious of somebody watching him so he starts now beautifying that salah. Why? Merely just to impress somebody. This is worse than Dajjal's appearance also. Because this too is a kind of Dajjal, it's a deception. So the point is that when the Tazkiyah is not achieved, then even that Salah is in danger. And Man Sama Yurahi Fakat Ashraka Billah, that fasting is in danger also. That he might now put Riyah in the fasting as well, which is such a hidden thing. But now he'll expose it in some way to make it known I'm doing this. And if that Islam Tazkiyah has been achieved, there will be a totally different picture altogether. Then every Amal will be totally different. Once Hazrat Talha it was late at night and he was just going somewhere and by chance he happened to just notice Hazrat Umar entering a house. It's late at night, it's dark and he's entering one house which is somebody else's house. It's not his house. And he by chance noticed it. He's a great Sahabi as well, one of the Ashara Mubashara. So he had complete confidence in Hazrat Umar At that time he is Amirul Mu'mineen as well. But despite that, this thought just came in his mind. At this house, at this time of the night, my brother Umar is going in here. What is the issue? And this thought came that look, if perchance, 
if my brother has fallen into some error, then I need to correct him. <coughs> There's two different things altogether. One is what is known as tajassus. Tajassus is to go and dig up somebody's faults. We don't know whether the, what the person is doing, not doing, and now to go and dig up somebody's faults, to go and look for it, to go and try to unearth something. That is something which Nabi Islam has clearly forbidden in the branch of Allah has forbidden it. Don't spy on one another, trying to dig up something. And the other thing is that something has perchance come to somebody's notice. These are two things which are world apart. So to look for something. But perchance now something came to his attention, to his notice, so now he's concerned. And this is the difference between a friend and somebody who is far from friendship. In fact, the Allah refer to it as nifat, hypocrisy. That a friend, in the presence of others, he will praise one. Mashallah, this friend of mine, excellent person. And in privacy, he'll correct him and tell him, look, this is what you need to rectify. He will show him his faults privately. And in public, he will praise him and he will elevate his position. And hypocrisy is in the presence of others, then this person, uh, mashallah, excellent person, he praise him also. But in the absence of his so-called, that person who is praising when he is gone, now the ghibat will start. I said what I said, but actually, it all I was talking in the opposites. In one sentence, he just turned the whole thing around. All I was saying is, Mashallah is a very good person. I was talking everything the opposite. So now just keep re- rewinding everything. So that is hypocrisy. And the Sahaba were very open-hearted. They could easily correct somebody and they could take the correction also. Wholeheartedly. Nothing, no problem. Somebody corrected them, they could take it. They had no ears about themselves in that regard. So any case, as a Talha, he saw this, now this crossed his mind. So, out of well-wishing for Umar, he decided to wait. His heart is confident. But at the same time, this thought came, so he's waiting. And he waited quite some while. Eventually, after a good amount of time, Umar then left the house and went away. So after he left, now it's late at night, Long past midnight, so he comes eventually again and he knocks at the door. He knocks at the door, some lady answers the door. So he asks that any men around? He says, No, no, no men. No men folk. Now this brings another one small thought in the mind. So he says, Nobody? He says, Well, nobody. No father, father has passed away. And husband has passed away those days. So many used to become shaheed. No brother, no son, nobody. Cha, nobody in the house. Oh, who's this person that came just now? He didn't say who he saw coming, when, whatever else. Who is this person that came just now? So the lady replies, Who came? I don't know. Who came? I don't know. But this is. Hazrat Umar Amir al of the time, 
and he is choosing this dark time to come so that nobody will know, even the person of the house will know. Uh, this is at ikhlas. says, who came? I don't know. And he didn't come today only. He comes every day. And what he comes for? That I can tell you. I am an old person and I am blind. So I am blind as a result now in my age and blindness. I can't do any of my housework. So he, whoever this person is, I have no idea who he is. He comes at this late hour and all my work that I have the needs for that next whole 24 hours, cooking my food, bringing my water for me, sweeping the house for me, and whatever other needs I have, in this short time, he does everything and he goes away. Who comes and who goes, I still don't know. <laughs> now, who comes and who goes is Amir al And he's selecting that time of the night. Now, if he had just given somebody some instruction, anybody would be ready to do it. But he saw it as his good fortune to make this khidmat of an elderly woman who's blind. And despite being the Amirul Mu'mineen, that didn't make him feel that this is below my dignity. To come and cook somebody else's food, to come and sweep somebody else's house, to go and fetch water for somebody else and bring it. I am Amirul Mu'mineen, I must do all this. He didn't feel it below his dignity. So when this comes is when the heart is clean. Once Umar is walking in the streets with the water bag. For those days it should be like a kind of water bag where some people used to do this as a service, some used to do it on a, on a fee basis. People now are thirsty, there's no facilities and arrangements, there's no water on the tap. So now people are walking, coming for their work, etc. in the middle of the day. So they would, these people would be selling water or giving water for free. Because so Umar is walking with that. Now this used to be a very menial task. And a very menial job. Somebody who doesn't have anything else will do this kind of thing. So that's a very menial task. Like in our times, they got a street sweeper maybe. So Umar now is walking around with that. And he's giving people water to drink in the bazaar. Somebody asked him, Amir Mu'mineen, you are doing this? So he said, yes. He says, today there were so many delegations came from far off places and so this little bit of something came in me that remember look at this from where where people are coming to visit you and to come and seek your counsel and help and consult with you and so on so I am now cleansing this out of my heart I'm reminding myself I'm still nobody but Umar and sometimes he used to even remind himself Umar remember you were that person that used to go to graze the camels, you couldn't even do that right. This is a kind of way that he used to, so to say, chastise himself. Whereas that was not the case. He says, there was a time before Islam, you used to go to graze the camels, but you used to come back sometimes, you have lost one camel also. You couldn't even look after a herd of camels. Today Allah Ta'ala has made you the leader of all the Muslims. So it's only Allah Ta'ala's doing. This is what he used to remind himself. But this was you. You were on that time. Allah Ta'ala has made this happen. But what the point in all this is, that despite being Umar ibn Khattab radiallahu ta'ala that personality who Nabi Islam says, لَوْ كَانَ بَعْدِي نَبِيًّا لَكَانَ Umar. Had they been in Nabi after me, it would have been Umar. But he's keeping check on this nafs. 
he is so to say putting it back in its place whereas what it was gone out of place compared to ourselves then that was 100% in place it was just probably a fleeting thought but he's keeping check on it so when this camp comes this comes when that islah is made when the tazkiyah has been achieved the heart has been purified now the heart is free of the hasad the heart is free of pride the heart is free of malice the heart is free of all the other ailments and maladies of the heart now the heart is pure and clean and in this pure and clean heart the pure love of allah taala comes inna allah tayyibun la yaqbalu illa tayyib allah taala is pure and he accepts that which is pure so allah taala accepts a pure heart to put in his pure love but the process must carry on we are far away from it we have to carry on they will come allah taala granted one moment also but the point is that that direction must be there the destination must be in front but this is where we have to reach so it is not something confined to this some amal hazrat umar bin abdul aziz rahmatullah alayhi the great khalifa of his time who was known as the fifth of the khulafa rashidin he is in his home he is the khalifa of the time <laughs> and there's a guest with him and just as they are busy discussing whatever that lamp starts flickering so in other words now that either the wick has now burnt out it needs to be adjusted the oil needs to be filled in something of the nature now that lamp is flickering so it's obvious now it needs attention so the guest immediately offers and he's sitting with the khalifa of the time he immediately offers that should i sort it out should i do it, put it right so umar bin abdul aziz rahmatullah replies and says that this is not etiquette that a person takes this kind of service from his guest the guest is a guest now i'm taking my personal work out of the guest that's not right so then he said you don't call one of the servants so he said the servant might have just still fallen asleep now it's just about his time to sleep now i don't want to disturb him now who's talking the khalifa of the time the amir of minin of the time and then he quickly wakes up himself he goes and he adjusts the wick whatever needed to be sorted out he puts it in place everything sorted out then he comes back and then he says to the guest because the guest now is thinking that how can the amir mu'minin be asked to do this kind of thing so now he is so to say answering the thought see you see when i went i was umar bin abdul aziz and when i came back i'm still umar bin abdul aziz going to do this task didn't change me in any way it didn't de- decrease my uh, position in any way didn't increase in any way i'm still the same person doing this kind of task it's not not something below anybody's dignity it didn't decrease anybody's worth so why should a person feel in any way hesitant to undertake these kind of tasks now when this can happen spontaneously spontaneously it will happen when that inside has been cleansed then a person spontaneously will say the right things then he won't suddenly just fly off the rails but he'll be under control he'll be able to maintain control like the one guru somebody started saying something so he said a lot of things to him 
So after he said a lot of things to him now, abused him in so many ways and whatever else. So after the whole thing, he heard it quietly. And then he said, look, there's one of two situations. One of two situations. Either what you said, everything is true. That is what I am. So if that is what I am, may Allah Ta'ala forgive me. And either, it's either possibility that what you said is incorrect. Then if it is incorrect, may Allah Ta'ala forgive you. Salaamu Alaikum. And that is the end of the story. Now this comes from, and this is the way Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam taught how to handle things. Abu Lahab's wife, she was one of the very arch enemies of Rasulullah Sallallahu And she would even compose poetry, Nawazubillah, against Nabi Sallallahu So in this composing of that poetry, in, against Nabi Sallallahu she would even distort the Mubarak name. And she would distort the name to Muzamma. As Nabi Islam would hear about this, Muzamma has the total opposite meaning. Nabi Islam would hear about it that this is what she said. So the reference is obvious who she's referring to. He would very calmly say that just, just see how amazing it is. How Allah Ta'ala has just diverted away the abuse of the Quraysh. They are abusing somebody by the name of Muzammam. My name is Muhammad. They are talking about somebody else. I am Muhammad. They are talking to somebody else. Who that person is, Allah knows best. And end of the story, chapter closed. Now this is that tazkiyah, that islah, the cleansing of the nafs. When the nafs has now gone away from nafs lawama, from nafs ammara bisu. It's not the nafs that is now keeping citing a person towards evil. That nafs has been worked on. And it has been graduated past nafs and lawama also maybe. That nafs which rebukes a person against committing wrong. That too is a good position. But it now then graduates to nafs mutma'inna. Where the whole deen is now like a natural thing for a person. It becomes his first nature. But all this comes down again to that Islah and Tazkiyah. So then this will be that amal saliha that is required. That Iman and amal saliha that amal saliha which is dawam taat And what is this dawam taat That at every moment in time, a person is conducting himself in that way which will please Allah. Ta'ala. What will please Allah? Ta'ala? If it's Salah time, then Allah Ta'ala will please by him fulfilling his Salah. And if it is zakat to be discharged, then that, and if he's been tempted by his phone, then not to give in to that temptation. If he's been tempted by some haram outside, then not to give in by that temptation to that temptation. So that is what would please Allah at that time. When his anger is being provoked, <coughs> to restrain that anger. Those who restrain that anger. Now that is what's going to please Allah at that time. The hadith Nabi Islam says, the person who restrains his anger on the occasion where he can give vent to it. Allah Ta'ala will fill his heart amnan wa imana with peace and iman. His heart Allah Ta'ala will fill with peace. At that moment it's a bitter gulp to swallow. But that gulp is the most beloved gulp for Allah Ta'ala. 
throughout the world, whoever the Muslims are suffering, Ya Allah, remove their pain and suffering, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those who are without food, give them food to eat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those who are without shelter, give them shelter, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those who are without clothing, give them clothing, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, those who are ill and sick, Ya Allah, give them shifa and afiyat, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, those who are happy, Ya Allah, unjustly imprisoned, Ya Allah, you free them, Ya Allah. With afiyat and respect, Ya Allah, free them, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, those who have any kind of oppression, Ya Allah, remove the oppression from them, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, grant Ya Allah, hidayah to the entire ummah, Ya Allah. Allah, give us the tawfiq of those a'mal that bring down your rahmat, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from those a'mal that bring down your wrath and azab, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you protect us and save God, Ya Allah. Allah, only with your protection can we be saved, Ya Allah. Allah, we are too weak, Ya Allah. Allah, we are too weak, Ya Allah. Allah, don't leave us to ourselves for the blink of an eye, Ya Allah. Allah, don't leave us to ourselves for the blink of an eye, Ya Allah. Allahumma waqiyatan kawaqiyatil waleed. Allahumma waqiyatan kawaqiyatil waleed. Allahumma waqiyatan kawaqiyatil waleed. Ya Allah, you protect us like how little babies look after Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you save us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Allah, you save us from the asbab and the means of fitna, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, save us from the sins of the eyes, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from the sins of the ears and tongue, Ya Allah. Save us from the sins of the hands and feet, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from the sins of the heart, Ya Allah. Allah, purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Allah, purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Allah, purify our hearts, Ya Allah. Allah, fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Allah, fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Allah, fill our hearts with your muhabbat, Ya Allah. Allah, remove the muhabbat of dunya from our hearts, Ya Allah. Allah, put the muhabbat of deen in our hearts, Ya Allah. Put the muhabbat of salah in our hearts, Ya Allah. Allah, enable us to perform our five times salah with jama'ah, Ya Allah. Grant us rushu and khudu in our salah, Ya Allah. Enable us to fulfill every part of the salah in the sunnah manner, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Enable us to perform such a salah with which you are pleased, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Grant us the of Ya Allah. Fulfilling all the amal of deen, Ya Allah. Enable us to recite the Quran Sharif daily, Ya Allah. Ilahul Enable us to make your dhikr daily, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from every sin, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from every haram, Ya Allah. Save us from every drop and grain of haram, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, protect and safeguard the youth of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Allah, protect the men of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Protect the women of the Ummah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, save us from the traps of nafs and shaitan, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you protect us, Ya Allah. Allah, this is such an entity we cannot even see, Ya Allah. We cannot hear when he comes, Ya Allah. We cannot see how he's destroying us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Allah, but you have full power over him, Ya Allah. Allah, you protect us and safeguard us, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you protect us from all the fitna and fasad, Ya Allah. Allah, save us from waiting to destruction, Ya Allah. Allah, for too long we have fallen into sin, Ya Allah. We've gained nothing out of it, Ya Allah. All we gained was restlessness, Ya Allah. All we gained was uneasiness, Ya Allah. All we gained was greater musibah, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, you need Ya Allah, save us from every sin and every haram, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, you take us towards your total obedience, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, all those who have passed away, Ya Allah, fill the covered with Noor, Ya Allah. Make them complete Makhinat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, raise their stages in the Akhirat, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, the time of our death, take us to the Kalimah, La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. Ya Allah, take us on Iman al-Kamil, Ya Allah. Take us on Tawbah and Rasul, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, take us at the time that you are pleased with us and we are pleased with you, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah, fill our covers with noor, Ya Allah. Make it a garden of Jannah for us, Ya Allah. Allah, grant us the shafat of Rasulullah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Allah, give us Jannah to fill those without any reckoning, Ya Allah. Allah, don't take us to task, Ya Allah. Allah, don't take us to task, Ya Allah. Allah, there is nothing that we can give an account of, Ya Allah. Allah, all we have is weaknesses and faults and sins, Ya Allah. Ilahul Alameen, Ya Allah. 